Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, I am actually sitting in San Jose, California, in the middle of Apple Park, and about to do a podcast with two girls from literally down the road, which is not down the road, but like an hour away, which is kind of fun that we're sitting here and we get to have this opportunity to connect. I'm so pleased to introduce you to, I actually, the first time I ever saw you, I told you this yesterday, but I was coming out of somewhere and saw you guys on the street. And until people see you, you don't really know. So I can see it because I'm standing right in front of you. But you're twins and you dress in an entirely different way, an entirely (laughs) different fashion. And I saw you guys on the street and I kind of like let out a little bit of a gasp. And the girl beside me was like, oh, do you not know the Beckerman girls? They're like the original fashion bloggers. And I was like, okay, I better like get online and follow these girls immediately because it felt like I was something I was supposed to be doing. You were like somehow Canadian icons that I had no idea about. So I've never actually heard your whole story, which is why it's so fun and why I was like, no, I'm not going to like dig too deep here. I adore who you guys are on social, but I want to hear your story and and how this has been for you being these OG fashion bloggers and how you've gotten to where you are today. So introduce yourselves first. First (laughs) of all, and also to listeners, they have the exact same voice. So like, good luck listening to this and deciphering who it is. I'm I'm a little bit higher. Are you? Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit lower. I don't know how that happened, really. (laughs) Well, introduce yourself. All right. Well, I'm Kaylee Beckerman. And I'm Sam from Beckerman Blog. And And we've been blogging for 10 years and we were fashion designers before that. And we've sort of, we've had quite an interesting journey together. I mean, we, well, we we actually (laughs) met, we met in the womb. So it did start way back where I was like, move out of the way, Sam. I'm coming through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm one minute older. Oh, do you use that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I'm two yeah. and a half inches taller. So yeah, and it's a pretty big. And people deal. usually ask, "How do you tell each other? How do you?" So you're tell not identical. We are. We are. Oh, you it's, are. Yeah, one egg that splits, but then one half is a little bit bigger. That's Sam. So we have uh, the same I- DNA. <laughs> 
Same, same handprints. I mean, you know, to tag science and whatever. Oh, wow. So you went from fashion designing. Are you just like those kind of twins that actually stay together all the time and do all the things together and then went into school together? Like, is that how it worked? Well, we used to make clothes in our parents' basement. We always wanted to be fashion designers and always, you know, it was our dream to live in New York and to create and make clothes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was always a dream at a really young age. And we are always scrapbooking and we have like tons and tons of books of just like images and ideas and, you know, just things we wanted to create. And almost we were like creating feelings on each page, if that makes any sense. I remember we had the opportunity to meet Stella McCartney when we were 15. Oh, wow. And she was designing for Chloe, the Chloe house. And we brought our scrapbook and we got her to autograph it. Yeah. And we told her we were vegetarian. Our whole family is vegetarian. And she was like, oh, my goodness, you girls are, you know, and we said we're going to be fashion designers like you. And she was like, listen, let me give you some advice. Don't listen to anyone. Oh, I mean, and I was like, "Wow, that's some pretty cool some advice." Okay, deep advice. Yeah. Okay, don't listen to anyone. Okay, that sounds good. And then and follow your heart. And that's yeah. what she said. Yeah. So that wow. was pretty cool. And yeah. we actually, she was. I remember we were faxing each other back when fax machines were big. <laughs> fax her to London and Paris, and <gasps> we went to FIT in New okay. York. We got in. And we had an interesting journey there. And I still remember she was sending us her videos from her collection. And oh, we man. would watch them in our school classes. It was so cool that yeah, she— Yeah, like we were staying at the dorms and we get a package from, from Stella, Stella McCartney. McCartney. Yeah. A that's... handwritten note, like, here's the new collection. Enjoy. I love yeah. hearing stories like that, though. Like, I always find that almost everybody, when you hear about their story of success, it's always— involving somebody else before them that kind of stayed and held the door open or stayed and like shared something. And even as something as simple as that, like that actually probably changed like your story a little bit, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So how would you go from, so you've gone to school and you are doing this whole fashion design. You're now Stella McCartney's BFF, pen pal. How did you get into Blogging. So I mean, it didn't, we talk it about is, it. We it's talk such about a it like funny it's journey. So foreign, but yeah, ten it is. years so ago, we had really a, a, thing. a fashion collection for five years in New York from okay. 2004 to 2009. Okay. We sold and over 200 stores, yeah. had four showrooms. Our other sister, Chloe, joined us in New York. We were a family business. Yeah. Wow. With three interns, we did everything ourselves. Kayla I majored in designer. fashion design, Sam was accessory design, and all the business stuff. And it was basically like our thesis was such a hit. We did our thesis together. It was called The Birthday Girl. And it was all rainbow and knitwear. And we put a stuffed fake Pomeranian in a dog bag. And it was rainbow colored leather. It was incredible. We loved it. And Nylon Japan saw it. And they contacted us. And they said, we we want to feature you in our magazine. And then that article came out. And then this huge department store called Loveless in Japan contacted us. And they said, we really want to see your thesis collection. And we'd love to buy it. Whoa. So, um, and we were like, how does this work? How does and that's all from the magazine. Kelly put her cell phone number in the magazine at the time because <gasps> no. we didn't have a website. <laughs> I don't know what actually to do. published her cell phone number, which I was like, that was really weird. <laughs> some weird people actually, calling. they called. Yeah. They called. So it was. From Japan. Yeah. Oh, and cool. so we looked at each other and we went, that sounds great. So we rented mannequins and we set up this little like area in our apartment at the time. And we set up the showpiece and all the handbags. We made them presents. And they bought everything. They bought everything. They bought everything. And it kind of kicked off us starting this business. And then Holt Renfrew, a big department store, bought it. And then 
We and then in, we said, we're, I think we're in business. Yeah. Like we're actually selling, and we need a real production house to produce it. So we got a production house in New York. We were making everything in New York. And oh, it, where it was being made in China. Yeah, we sold over 200 stores. And yeah, like, all the department stores. And, and Russia and big in Japan. And yeah. It was, it was quite the business. And then— I remember also, like, we were doing all the digital stuff, too. Like, we— we kind of believe, Sam and I, that we can, like, be our own hairdresser, cut our own hair, <laughs> make our own videos, <laughs> shoot our own lookbook. We've always been like, oh, we can do that. We'll How much do you want to yeah. charge me? I can do that yes. Some guys were like, <laughs> these cool guys in Brooklyn, they were like, we can um, make you a real time, a real, real video, film. real film, but it's going to be one minute and it's going to cost $10,000. And we were like, $10,000? Uh, no, no thanks. No, we can do that. no. We can figure that out. So we went out and bought a video camera and shot this whole thing. And I remember, like back in the day, it was right when YouTube started. Even though we don't do YouTube, yeah. I was like, and we were friends with this supermodel Agnes Dean at the time, and we went to Coney Island with all of our clothes. And I was like, like maybe I'll just upload this onto YouTube, and I did, and it got ninety thousand wow. views. And we had it was just like this new feeling of like, wow, like. And that was yeah. us styling it. Um, our sister, Chloe, would do all the pictures. Our hairstylists and our makeup artists were all friends of ours. We'd gift them in clothes. Yeah. And the models were doing it all for free. we also gift them in clothes. So we would jump in a big van, go to Coney Island or go to the Adirondacks in upstate New York and shoot in a log cabin. We'd have our intern get dressed up in a bear costume and hide <laughs> In the woods to get these photos, like these, they were pretty interesting yeah. concepts. Like we were and always creating these scenes and these this mood, I guess that you know we call it infinite content. It's yeah. like there's so many ideas, they're always flowing, and yeah, we just kind of feel like that. So it it sort of opened the door for blogging for us because we felt like we were always doing our own thing. We were never listening to anyone else, mm-hmm. and we and were learning how to do things like ourselves. Like learning the video software, learning this, like trying new things. You just and don't know how to do it. You look it up, or yeah, you ask look it people. up. <laughs> that was I, our whole thing. I love that, and and I gotta be honest, because like one of the reasons that I actually really love having you guys on the podcast is because I'm not into fashion. Like it's not like I love it from afar. I find it so interesting. Oh, you but always look amazing. You do, oh stunning. God. But it's an intimidating industry. Like it's intimidating. It seems so superficial. A lot of people can be really harsh in it and it can be really like judgmental and unattainable for so many, but you guys kind of come in and you like threw rainbows on it and showed up as yourselves and so kind. How have you been able to remain kind in kind of like this harsh industry and this one that kind of has set these standards around women and you've been able to kind of approach it, like I said, like with a heart of positivity and gratitude and doing it kind of your own way. Well, that's so sweet. I mean, as kids, we were bullied terribly. Really? Terribly. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, we had the worst acne and like, oh, even talking about it just makes me so sad. Like Mm. even to think about what kids have to go through today and growing up even now is just like, it's tough. Not feeling loved and not feeling accepted. And we just switched camps all the time. And, and and there was two of us. So doing it on your own. I mean, we had back, there's, yeah. So we kind of had to think that we, you know, we wouldn't get that, but we, we got it big time. We got it big time. And you really have to learn as like a little kid, like, you know, not everybody acts like this. Like it's just a few girls or a few, you know, whatever it is, but learn at it. Like as a kid that, 
you can move forward and you can be a nice person and you can be yourself. And you it's know? not about what you look like. It's not about what you wear. It's about who you are and what you do as a person and helping other people and being kind. And that's like the most important it's thing in life. kind of the yeah. core thing even to this day. Like fashion, it's just, it makes you feel good. We but think it has, fashion is art. Yeah. That's what it's I was going to say. Form. You exactly. guys have, almost, like, you're walking art. Every day I see you, like, <laughs> oh. today you're wearing a freaking like, Disney No, we're going yeah. to the airport, so I have it to be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm telling you. We have you. to go through customs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just for, like, listeners, you have to understand, I've been with them for three days, and they show up, and they're always like, eh, whatever, and everyone's just gawking at you guys. Like, how the heck did you just, like, pull off these things? You have such a different style. And I love that it's so outside the box. Cause I gotta be honest. I was the kid that like, when I was in high school, colored jeans became cool. Oh, and I was cool. like, I'm not that girl. I'm not allowed. I didn't give myself permission to wear the things that I thought were interesting. And it happens every season. There's something new. Like when fanny packs came out, I was like, no, I'm not cool enough to wear that. Like you get imposter syndrome, even with clothing and the styles we wear. And people have this like mindset of, am I allowed to wear this? Can I pull it off? Or am I too old? Like I'm air quoting. Cause like women say this all the time. Am I too old for this? Never. And no, you guys never. are like, never. No, so different. Different. no rules. Fashion. There's no rules. When in doubt, go funky. That, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's our motto. Say. Like, what do I wear to a wedding? I don't know. Go funky. Yeah. yeah. Would you wear tie dye to a wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, live yeah, your yeah. best yeah. life. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. That's There's no I, rules. Age no rules. doesn't. Our mom's a big inspiration to us. And she always had this, this vibe of like, yeah, whatever. I'll wear that. I'll wear this. And she looks, she never really cares. Like, it's. Fashion, she loves fashion, but it doesn't define her. It's mm. like, because you're wearing the newest thing doesn't mean anything. Right. You're wearing the newest thing because you enjoy to wear the newest thing, but it doesn't it doesn't mean really anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's I, such a good point. And I think, I think especially watching social media change and with the influx of kind of the influencer lifestyle where people forget these women are actually, it's their job to change their outfit every day. It's their job to have a new creation and a new style. They don't necessarily own those clothes. And that's not necessarily an attainable thing for the everyday woman to do. We can't all go out and buy an entirely new outfit for every single day. I don't even think like the richest people in the world do that. I mean, we're sitting in Apple Center. Look at Steve Jobs. He wear the same freaking outfit every day, right? Like, like for us, I we hold on to our clothes. We I don't I like to say we're collect clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then you guys wear a lot of nice words than quarter. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, no. Again, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, you know, we we really we have pieces that are like 15 years old that I yeah. still love. And everything comes back in fashion 10 years later. So that's true. Now, if but also, was, like, it's very important to give away stuff once you're true. done. And yeah. yeah. Donate. Yeah. And if my husband ever say, listens yeah. to this, he's like, yes, Sarah, yeah. please donate. Like, you're so, I'm, yeah. so, I'm a thrifter. So I love thrifting. Oh, yeah. oh we do but too. It never ends. Oh, we do too. Like, and you're always like, what? I spent like no. $12. And, and like, he's like, but you don't even have so a hanger. to me. I know. <laughs> but I like it. It was a deal. It's yeah. like 150 new. Like, why can't I have it? So it's more of like the hunt factor of it that I get really yes. excited about, right? But what would you guys say? Because you guys have been doing this for so long. Like, what have been like, those core pieces that you've seen never really leave fashion and style. Because I think that for a lot of women, when it comes to like investing in something, it's like, what is that going to be? Like, I was actually reading an article the other day because I was genuinely curious why Louis Vuitton bags were so valuable still. What the heck made them so valuable and keep oh, their like value. Oh, like the vintage ones, you mean? Yeah, like how have they stayed? So the 90s is back in. The 90s is back in. Vintage is in. And the whole idea of having those pieces that are harder to get. But so I also learned that they're Louis apparently is, like fireproof and waterproof. Uh, oh, which did stuff? you hear? The that? vinyl? 
No, the canvas. The canvas. I wouldn't light those up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can try that (laughs) later. We're not going to test it. But I read that. I was like, oh, maybe that's why everyone is like good with it. Maybe that's why they're lasting for 20 years. Uh, Well, the whole clueless look is definitely back in the movie. And the 90s faux fur leopard. I would say key pieces that never go to style are a jean jacket, Mm -hmm. leather pants. True. Um, Every fall. Definitely like a leopard jacket. Leopard jacket. That's so Kate Moss. Yeah. It never goes out of style. Okay. I have one of those. I'm, I have all oh, of definitely. these things. Oh, yeah. It's, all, it's all basic people. pieces. Black booties, like little Western booties. I love those. Little pointy toe. Okay, I, I always Western wear those. Because you yeah. can dress anything up, you know. That's true. And yeah. also a faux fur bag. Okay. That's yeah, but you just threw that's, that into the mix. That's like, a, that's like a more hard <laughs> to never, find That piece. never goes out of style. Prada a faux fur bag. Prada just came out with a faux fur bag, like a pink, gorgeous faux fur. you can also make it. Yeah. Now we're getting into L Wood zone. Yeah. Now we're getting into oh, but this is what I, this is what I wanted to say about the whole vintage thing that you're yeah. saying and designer vintage is that I think it's they're getting harder to find and people want pieces that are harder to find. Mm. And also like if you buy, you know, something that's vintage, it's like I don't want to say you're helping the environment. Right. But like, you are. But you are. No, I've actually learned so much, especially like with thrifting, how much I think I read I could totally be misquoting. But like a single pair of jeans is like 15,000 gallons of water or something like that. Exactly. Something mm-hmm. crazy like that for a single pair of jeans. So why it's so important for the environment that we thrift. It's going back to like what we learned in elementary school that recycle, reuse. What's the third R? Reuse. Reuse. Recycle. Reduce. Recycle. Reduce. Reduce. Yes. And it makes so much sense. I'm like, we're in such yeah. a consumer market where everything is like fast fashion is huge. Like it's huge. You can get anything and it's like five bucks and we don't even think about the impact beyond like what our wallet impact is. And it can be as simple as like choosing to thrift or holding on to things like going for something that's maybe a higher quality that's going to last you 20 years right. as opposed to like 10 months. I mean, I get it. Have you seen that be true to like all of your little collections? Like have they actually held up over time? Oh yeah. Like with our personal style, I would say it's a mix of vintage, fast fashion and designer. I would say that. We just mix it all together. And it's all, yeah, it's completely all mixed in together. And then the pieces we love, we still have. And I think that a lot of it has to do with, you know, people just wearing pieces that they love. Right. But, like, I find that there's vintage Levi's. Like, even if I have 200 pairs of vintage Levi's, I'm still always on the hunt looking for the best, perfect vintage Levi's. Always. There, me too. I, my best Birds. thing that happened to me this last summer is that I went to the thrift store and I went into the men's department. My friend told me this. She's like, go into the men's department oh, for Levi's because there's so many of them. Right. She's like, go and take them, cut them off into little shorts. Yes. Go get them tailored. She's like, guaranteed. The second they're women's, they're always priced more. They're always harder to find. Oh, Hop into the men's section. And it wasn't a joke. I went into the men's section and there was like 10, 11 pairs at like $7.99. I bought them. Wow. I tailored them. I cut them. I cut them and short like your and made them short. Yep. And I got to choose the length that exactly. I was going to have. Oh, I love at. that. So smart. So smart. Yep. But anyway, that's so great. So you guys now, like, what is what is it you're doing now? Because like, I see you guys on Insta. You're so adorable. No, <laughs> you're a little shy. Yeah, nice. Do you guys actually have a different style between the two of you? Because I notice like there's some <laughs> types of differences sometimes, but like you guys yes are so no. eccentric. So it's hard to <laughs> yes and hard no. To tell. Sam goes a little sexier. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, but I didn't know how to say it. Clothes up. As, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how that happened. A little. <laughs> 
She's living her best <laughs> when life. You do like a, you're like, who wore it best? And like yours, if you're normally like really I'm 39. Cut. I figured I might you're as well, 39? right? You're yeah, oh, yeah, why not? I got to live my, my best life. That's right. <laughs> Gosh, that's right. I love that. And you guys like still dress exactly how you want to. Oh, always. Always. So yeah, like you guys have a little bit of a different style. You do your cute little things on Insta. What else is going on for you? Because you've made a name for yourself like all over the world. You were just at New York Fashion Week. You go to all these crazy things. Is that just life for you? Is that what you guys do? We've been blogging for 10 years now. So the recession was was pretty crappy in 2009, so we put our design business on hold right. and then decided to move back to Toronto, and we sort of needed to figure out what we were going to do because mm. we realized that no one would hire us to work for them because we were our own CEOs for five years. You know, we Makes would sense. tell them, like, we'll get you coffee. Like, <laughs> just hire me. I need a job. They're like, like, you're going to take my job. Yeah. No, I'm not going to hire you. You're going to take my job in two months. Oh, so wow. we decided to start blogging at a time where blogging wasn't anything. No one, everyone would constantly ask us, what are you doing with your life? How are you making money? What is blogging? I don't yeah. understand. We were like, we are taking pictures of ourselves every day. They're like, you, <laughs> you of yourself, like you guys are doing? I'm like, yeah. And you were doing this before people were doing this. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It didn't make That's sense. The there was no Instagram, no, no nothing. We were just like Creating uploading our content to our blog. We were calling magazines and being like, we can cover Toronto Fashion Week. Can we do backstage for you? And they'd say, yes. Really? So, yeah. yeah. So we did that like, for Teen Vogue. We did that for Teen Vogue and gave them our content and started just sort of coming up with ideas of content. Mm-hmm. What can we create that's interesting and keep on our site and their site? And we go to road trips and photograph it and put it on the blog. And so, then yeah. we started getting hired. Like H&M started hiring us to do summer pop-ups in Toronto. And then like to host own, them? To yeah, to host, host them, them, create our own cool. collections. And then we started getting asked, like, can you do backstage? And we just started saying sure yes Sure, we everything. can do backstage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have experience? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you guys do the red carpet? And we're like, sure, we can do that. I so mean, we hosted yeah, the red carpet for H&M Margiela. And we actually stopped Kanye on the red carpet. He stopped for us and... That was huge because he wasn't stopping for anyone. No, he's not allowed to stop. <laughs> Apparently. Oh that was a very big deal. Big I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to walk past when there's two, like there's something. And I think you guys are like eye-catching regardless. So it kind of <laughs> like, like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. How was he? was great. Oh, he's oh, amazing. He's awesome. Was he? He's he awesome. fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Oh, that's so fun. So it was sort of like this real progression of blogging, morphing into like a lifestyle. Right. And, and we, us, we, we were working at the time. We were working at a baby store. Oh, yeah. Like retail. And living at retail. our parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. After yeah, so. we, like, we put everything to our fashion right. company that we were just like, oh, God, we have to move back to our parents and start over again. I've been again. there, guys. I've oh, been yeah. There. Every, everyone's yeah. been there. Even to say, there. like, you know, now everyone's. Place to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I kind of liked it. Yeah. I was like, thanks, mom and like, dad. makes me dinner and, like, the house is <laughs> Yeah. Tidy. And it's not like, you know, we, we had to work. So we were working yeah. at a baby store. It was a chic baby store. We learned all about baby gear. They gave you both a job? Like, you guys oh, yeah. were friends of ours. Okay. They were awesome friends of ours. And we, were, and we worked so there nice. for three years and kind of just was Start, learning yeah. about the whole blogging thing and seeing. We always, we always blogged because it was fun. We always right. blogged because... We wanted to work together. That was what we knew. It's like yeah. we didn't know what we were going to do, but what we knew was that what made us happy is if we worked together, basically. So we were taking pictures and blogging, and then we started getting hired. H&M was like our first mm-hmm. official gig. And then companies started asking us to do things. We started And then everything changed when Chanel invited us to Dubai. Yeah. What? Everything. Yeah. 
it was like we went from part-time to full-time bloggers. Like everything exploded after that. Yeah, and Carl rented it. Like he rented an island and had the Dubai fashion show there. And it was 48 hours in Dubai, basically. That, yeah. yeah. Reporting we on Chanel it. Chanel ambassadors. And so that was super, it, like supercharged our brand. Yeah. Up. And yeah. I bet like kind of instilled some confidence in the fact that you were doing what maybe you were meant to do. And oh, I yeah. find that's kind of what I love about your story. Also because we weren't like skinny. Yeah. And are not we're like, not, we're not models. models. You're not we're models. Not, <laughs> we're not models. We're, all, we're not <laughs> models. We're you not, know. but, but what we are is we're editors. We are models. We are yeah, models. You are. We are you redefined writers. It. We are photographers. Yep. We're Apple Power users. That's right. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're always taking photos. I have 165,000 photos on my phone. We oh, take yeah. everything on our phones. Like, we, we are, are, you know. Phone users. So it's like everything was sort of just morphing, and then Instagram had happened and was created, and then it was like we started this new platform on Instagram, and we were shooting dog videos, and it was like, what else can we create, and what else can we make, and what can we do that's interesting and What's different? exciting right now? What's exciting? And oh, we had two Pomeranians. Oh, Mar- Marnie's still around. Cubby's not, but we would dress them up, and oh Rihanna posted. You had twin dogs to go Oh, yeah. Rihanna posted our dog dressed up, Marnie, <laughs> on her Instagram. <laughs> It was like oh she, we gosh. dressed her up as um, Rihanna for the Met Ball. And oh, she was wearing so the yellow right. yeah, fur. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. funny. It was so funny. Yeah, and it was, bitch, better have my money. And Marnie, <laughs> the dog, is like walking and looking, giving this look of like, I'm your bitch. That's right. <laughs> Literally. Right. It's funny. I find it so amazing about you guys, though, is that, you know, realistically hearing your story, there is a kind of point of not failure on your part, but circumstantial failure. You know, things were in a recession and you went from having this successful thing and having to turn it around, moving home to mom and dad's, going back into like a retail job. How did that change you? And how did that make you kind of who you are today? Like, how did you persevere that? Because I think there's a lot of like the landscape in terms of entrepreneurs. It's very much dominated by women. And nobody talks about the failure parts of it and the parts that are hard and the parts that, you know, we have to make tangible choices about like what's next and what kind of do we take away from those like quote unquote failures. You know, I I felt that a lot, even just as simple as like coming through a divorce. There's like this whole life chapter that kind of closes and you have to restart the next one. And there's like, there's a little bit of shame, but at the same time, you're like, this is doing something and redirecting me for the right reasons. But I wonder what your experience kind of was with that. Because I know you're here now and you've like landed in this incredible spot that you are now. But I mean, that couldn't have been easy. And that would have been a lot of change. I'd love to hear like how that really impacted you and kind of who you guys are today. Oh, for sure. I I mean- Sam and I lost a lot of friends. Did you? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We were these, like, you know, fashion designers, successful, and all of a sudden we weren't. And, you know, you kind of have to let go of the people who aren't, you know— Making you feel good about yourself Yeah, and really there for you. They're not your people. Mm -hmm. And also it's like real life. Like, things happen in life, We decide never to think of things as failures. They're just Mm. part of life. And everything's a mindset because, you know, nothing's a fail. Really? No. Yeah, it's, a, I think, it's an adventure. It's your journey. It makes you stronger. It makes you who you are. And and it's it's not a failure. Like Yeah, like it, you also, I think when you lose something or when you're really like kind of low or not at your highest, I think you're the most creative. Right. You know, because you're thinking of different ways you can do things or how to solve problems differently and kind of just, I think being open to change too is huge. 
Yeah. And I, and I always like to think that I live my life with like an open heart and an open mind and not to be afraid. It's, it's sort of like not being afraid of the next chapter and not being afraid of change because things are always going to be changing. That's a known. Like we've been doing oh, yeah. this for 10 years and it's changed so much and mm-hmm. you can always feel like, oh, that person's doing so much better than me and oh, I oh. should have done it like that. Yeah, or, or they oh. have more Instagram followers. But all everyone's of, always going to have more Instagram Somebody followers. Somebody always yeah, has there's something always, more. There's, and the thing and is, none of that matters. Important. It's it really is No, it's no. about your brand and um, and if you're genuinely being happy, happy or if you're right? genuinely happy that's the main thing exactly and keeping yeah. everything light and i think keeping everything who you are and uh, i guess like authentic i love that you said that about the the creativity piece cuz i heard this man speak once i'm so bad at names but he was like the author of creativity inc he was like the guy who did like Pixar and Toy Story and he talked about failure and he says like how uncomfortable people are talking about it, but how that's like basically where their success came from. Because right. when something is considered a failure, it's actually the baseline for creativity. Like you just said, it, it caused you to think outside the box. It caused you to do all those things. Like who knows what fashion designing would have brought you down the line to now, but I don't know that it would have been the life that you guys have now, which is like right. so incredible and so amazing. And you guys are genuinely happy. And I, and I think that that's such a key message that so many people struggle with all the time is this comparison issue where like you Mm -hmm. always are looking at someone else. You know, I can't even tell you, like, I remember having so many followers and it never was enough for me. I I, never was going to be enough. It never felt like enough. I had lost all this weight. My body was so thin and it was never enough until I started like stopping that whole process of comparing to others and trying to be the greatest at everything and tried to just be myself. And that's when I started to find happiness and actually success followed that happiness because I think that people are more excited to back something that's genuine. And I think that's kind of what you guys are is you're, you're genuine. We were actually like, not to like freak you out. We were talking about you behind your back. (laughs) (laughs) We were on this trip, me and a couple of the girls and they were, we were just like, man, they're, they're so cool. Like you guys are just like the cool girls. Like you are, you don't take it. We all know, we all are, but like, you're like just so (laughs) cutting edge. You're just amazing. But you're so kind. And I think that that's the takeaway. And I think it could go one of two different ways when you meet somebody that maybe, you know, has a following or has like such a successful journey kind of behind them, like you guys have. And when you meet somebody like that, there's one or two things that can, one of two things that can happen. You can either be disappointed or delighted. And you guys delight people. You kind of walk away and leave this impression on people of, you know, making them feel positive. Like what has, you said like your mom was a good person, but like, how do you guys stay so positive every single day? I just want to say that you're amazing too. When we <laughs> you met are. you, we were so excited. Oh, we yeah. Like, yeah. We couldn't wait. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. And you're so genuine and we love you very much. Too. Thank you. So, yes. Thank you. Mutual Aww. love. All the yeah. love. <laughs> I think our parents, yeah, you know, and we have another sister, Chloe. I know. She's I amazing, so, I, too. I shouldn't say I feel so bad, but there's another sister. There yes. Is. She looks like our triplet. She I older think, or younger? She's younger. She's oh, younger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's so I, adorable. I think a lot, you know, our mom really taught us a lot about patience okay. growing up. And our dad always, like, would do bend over backwards for us, drive mm-hmm. us to school. And it was really funny. It was always joking around. Even in crazy situations and health scares. He was always joking around, seriously. And 
And <laughs> that's why our sense of humor is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so cracked out. That's why we're so cracked out. Also, I realized this the other day, which is just like a different point, but like all the scrapbooking and everything we were doing as it like kids together, yeah. you know, and being our true selves and just being kids. That's exactly what we're doing right now, you know, on our Instagram, on our blog. It's just like everything's just a feeling and a mood and, it is. you know, a different moment in life an and energy. energy. I, guess. I don't follow a lot of fashion people because I find it gives me this feeling of, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not that. I don't look like that. I can't be that. And you guys are kind of the exception to the rule, which is why I think it's so important people follow you. <laughs> Because you kind of do two things. You give permission to everyone because you've given permission to yourself. You've proven this over and over that you can literally choose to be whoever you want. You can wear whatever you want and you can show up as yourself in whatever that looks like and still be the star of the room, even if it looks completely different than anybody else. So like that kind of point coming home to like be yourself and show up as exactly how you want to. And the second one is that when you come across you guys on Insta, when you guys show up in my feed, I will notice every single time my face has a smile. And you know, when you guys <laughs> notice that, I always talk to people like you should, if you're ever like, I went through this whole, like I call it like detoxing my social, but when you're following people, you know, that's saying like, you should unfollow people that make you feel like crap about yourself. And it's so true because we don't even notice it. You, you go and you scroll social media and then you come off of it and you have like this fog, like this hangover of like, ugh, like I don't feel good about myself. And you look at yourself a little bit different. You feel a little bit different. And I actually don't even do that anymore. I don't know. I'm, I, I know Don't exactly scroll. what you're talking about, but I, I decide not to have that energy or like, yeah. to, I don't allow myself to ever feel like that. But do you unfollow people that trigger it? Never. You just leave no. it. So I'm, no, I never. got really good at like because unfollowing that ones that made me feel like crap. Hurts people's feelings. Well, yeah, if they're friends, like, and I know that's would even never do that. Well, if they're your friends. Yeah, I would never unfollow them. And then when you friends. see them, it's so weird. It's I would never so do that. Awkward. So weird. That would be so weird. <laughs> but and then it's like you like them you, and don't then like you have them. To think about yourself. What do you, it's how terrible. Are you, how, why are you feeling that way? Because they have a bag you want? Because you like their hair more than you like your hair? Like, yeah, it's what, weird. Like, what is it? Yeah. Like, what is it? And Yeah, then- I think it's important, like, either way, however you approach it, to kind mm-hmm. of, like, honor your whatever it is that you need to do. If it is something like putting them on pause or, like, 100%. you can do that, too, right? Mute their, There's so mute their stories so yeah. they don't keep do showing so up. so it doesn't, until you figure out what those feelings are. Yes, yeah, like, sure. what, is, what does it bring out in you? Why, like, why and why? Like, and why? kind of digging deeper as to, like, those questions and stuff like that. But I think to the point, you guys are kind of this, it's really hard to not love you. You you put out so much positivity. And I think that it really changes. It's really changed my heart and mind towards like people who are typically in, I'm not against, like I love following like style and fashion people like all the time. Like I probably wouldn't know how to dress without them. Like legit. They teach me like weird tips and tricks all the time. Like I love that. But there, it's not always a positive feeling. And I feel like it's often feels very, like it kind of gives you a fatigue or it gives you like this materialistic goal of like your next goal instead of like, what's going to make me happier? It's like, what can I buy next, right? I, right. I actually was sharing in my stories that like, this was one of those trips that I forced myself to not go shopping beforehand because I was anxious. So a lot of women do that. They're anxious about like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to do? And they go and spend money that they don't have because they want to feel good. And right. like that takes out of like, Fashion should make you feel good, 100%. That's like, it, your style should be a reflection of yourself, but it shouldn't be a reflection of the people around you. It shouldn't be a reflection of like what you feel you need to be to show up and have worth in that space. And, 
you know, following you guys has really put me into this space of like, I get to show up however I want. And these women are happy and they show me how to dress and it's nothing I'm probably ever going to wear, but I still love it. I no, enjoy the one it. Thing, the <laughs> one thing that I could pass on, it's just about having confidence. Yes. Yes. And our style icon, other than our mom, is Rihanna because oh. her confidence and her style, like she can wear Anything and and her body's Anything. changed a lot over oh, the years. And yeah, she has she not rocking it. She is not oh, wavered. But no. it's her confidence, confidence that confidence. makes her so sexy and that makes her look so great. So I absolutely love. And that. you don't have to buy confidence. It's no. within no. everyone. <laughs> it is. Easy. You know, it's funny. I was just somebody was saying the other day about like instead of talking about empowering people, which I say all the time, I, I like the idea of like empowering others. But they said, it's not about empowering others. It's reminding everybody of their power. Like we all, there is, it's all in us. And I, and I always remember like who you guys were as little girls, who I was as a little girl. We had this like confidence. We had something in us that made us feel like we were going to be something one day. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has that. They have this voice, this reminder of like, you have these ability. I, for like a hot second, I thought I could fly. Like there was right? Like we all had that. Like we had this like (laughs) I thought I could go into the mirror. Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> too. That, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but we have these like weird confidences as a kid, and I think they say it around age nine it starts to decline, and it right. like it peaks at age nine, and then it and then it forever declines. It never really comes back the same way as we were as kids. But in the last couple of years, I've made it like a huge intention of myself to go back and listen to that little girl who I was when I was right. younger. To go back to her and and think, what if I did believe that I was worthy of everything? What if I believed that I could wear whatever I wanted? What if I believed that like my body is not what's important about me? And what if I believed all of these other little things? Your body is your temple. It's your, your, temple. your temple. Well, I love this saying. There's like, there's these women online, health redefined, and they have this saying, my, my body is a is an instrument, not an ornament. And it reminds me that like, yes, if I'm exercising, if I'm eating, like it's, it's all instrumental stuff, the ornamental things, like that's just so fleeting. Like I, I love to wear makeup every day, but I also know when I take it off at the end of the day, my worth doesn't go with it. And like, same with clothes, like it's so fun to dress up. Like I was the girl with like a hundred Barbies and I used to change their clothes. And that was literally all we did was just change their clothes. There was no playing. We just changed their outfits. Oh, and cut their hair. It was so fun. I did not cut their hair. Oh, Oh. you didn't play hairdresser? Absolutely not. My kids have loved to do that on themselves, but no, we have not. (laughs) I never cut their hair. I had the one where you like cranked her back or arm and like her hair grew longer. Oh, I never had that (laughs) one. Yeah, there's a lot of varieties. But I mean, I think that dressing up is so fun, but it's such a, like you said, it's a... It's just clothing. It's just at the clothing. end of the day. It's not your worth, no. but it's also just a representation. It's like, it's art. It's like, yes. if you're going to show up and be like confident and have like walk around like the walking art you are, what do you want that to look like today? Yeah. Which I, think I mean, is, it's just expressing your soul, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're putting on fun clothes. Yeah. You're literally wearing a Disney park sweater. <laughs> this is I'm my so jealous airplane outfit. Every is time that? I go on the airplane, I, I, I love wearing this sweater. <laughs> such a weirdo like that. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So what's next for you guys? Are you just continuing on this journey and like yeah, taking so we, this ride? We just finished fashion week. We yeah. did a few days of New York fashion week okay. and then we came directly here and then we're just going to stay home for a few weeks. Really? Then, yeah. Lucky. <laughs> we usually yeah, find awesome. out things last minute anyways. So I yeah. know. Yeah. And the next month is LA for sure. Yeah. LA next month for Do sure. Do you love LA? Yeah. yeah. Our sister Chloe lives in LA. So Oh, she's in LA. Yeah. Oh, and that's, she's got a little one too, right? Yeah. Two little ones. Oh, yeah. so fun. Cute. So we try to get it there. Yeah. So I know you guys are like bloggers and you have all these things, but tell everyone where they can find you. 
because I want, I honestly, I, I feel like we can do this whole podcast and I can say all of these things, but everyone listening has to experience you too. Like if you never meet them in real life, that's one thing, but go and at least follow them for their Instagram try on sessions because they will be <laughs> like, even if you're never going to wear like these crazy things that these girls wear, like you will be so inspired. Or you can so wear inspired. versions of it. You can yeah, wear versions. versions. It's all just versions. versions. 100%. True. I love yeah. yeah, I love that. Where can everyone so find we're Beckerman, you? our last name, B-E-C-K-E-R-M-A-N, blog, B-L-O-G. And that's our handle. That's our website. That's us. That's you guys together. Oh, You're a package us. deal. Oh, do, you yeah. even, do you guys even live together? <laughs> we do. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we start freaking guys out. Yeah. It's not, like, I mean, they should be. You already have your soulmate. Everybody yeah. else is just competition, right? Yeah. Should True be story. that way. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank I appreciate it. It's so been much, so Sarah. lovely being here and experiencing all that is Apple in the last few days. I think we learned so much here this we week. Did. And like, I think we all want the new iPhone Pro because it has three cameras, but. It's been quite a journey. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your time. And I'm really looking forward to everyone getting to know you. Oh, thanks. 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 We loved chatting with you. Okay. Until next time. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.